the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I'm beginning a new mini-series here today, and in this episode is called The Inward Discipline of Meditation. So we're going to call this mini-series The Inward Spiritual Disciplines, and we're kicking that off here today as we talk about the inward discipline of meditation. Now, I am gathering uh, the the base of my thoughts from a classic book called Celebration of Discipline, authored by Richard Foster, where he breaks down some of the spiritual disciplines into three categories, inward disciplines, outward disciplines, and then corporate disciplines. So I'm going to produce a mini-series on all three of these, but starting today with the Inward Disciplines. And I'll be talking in this series about meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. But today we're going to focus on the Inward uh, inward Discipline of Meditation. Now, I want us to know that rehearsing spiritual disciplines in itself will not produce a thriving walk with God. See, there are plenty of people in the world who have practiced the discipline of reading the Bible, others like attending church and even giving in the offering, yet they are still far from Christ. So spiritual disciplines alone will not produce a thriving walk with God, but a wholehearted soul pursuit of God will result and how and why and and the way that we implement or practice spiritual disciplines. So as we think about it today, I want us to consider this perspective, that spiritual disciplines both strengthen your walk with God, and spiritual disciplines aid your development of spiritual maturity. So it strengthens and develops. It strengthens our walk with God and develops a maturity in our life because we are solely and wholeheartedly pursuing Christ. So this time of year, if you're listening in, you know, we're getting ready for a new baseball season. And I I love baseball. In fact, I can go back uh, in the history of my life. And I went the first week of the year as the opening series at Wrigley Field, uh, going to see a Cubs game. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the home opener 
but I, I'm, I can't confirm that for sure in my memory. But it was the opening series. And officially, the game was rained out. But what's interesting is the game wasn't rained out. It actually was snowed out, and they didn't have a category called snowed out. So they called it a, a rain out. And, and I, I love the Cubs. So a few years after that, I actually entered this this long line of of that I waited in virtually to actually purchase season purchase season tickets for the Cubs. And I waited in that line. And would you believe that this year I finally came? My turn came up, and and I just I was had the opportunity to to buy uh, season tickets for the Cubs. And as excited as you might be for me right now, I just couldn't align my calendar and my pocketbook to buy tickets. And what they said is I had to get in the back of the line. So I'm going to be committed to watching them not as a season ticket holder this this year. But So as a kid, I, I followed uh, the Cubs and I, I played baseball. I was in Little League and, and just like many people uh, growing up, I know soccer's big. When I was young, it was baseball. It was Little League. And what I learned is that before every game, we would warm up. We would play catch before the game. And then we would, here's the most fun thing, is we would get an aluminum bat and put what's called a donut on it. It was a weight. So we would swing a bat and it would be heavier with the donut on. And, and the idea is that it would increase your bat speed. And then in the field, we would we would practice. We would <clears throat> practice keeping our glove <coughs> On, on down in the dirt so the ball would go right into our our glove. And, and you know, there are, are kid after kid after kid after kid, boys and girls that play baseball, and such a few number of people make it to the, to the professional leagues. You know, the professionals make it not because they played catch before the game, not because they swung a bat with a donut, not because they learned to keep their glove down, but because of many, many things, yes, their talent, yes, their practice, yes, learning from the best coaches and being around the best and, and, and doing that. But even in the professional ranks, let's say a shortstop who's struggling in the field or, or a hitter that's struggling at the plate, although every single person, whether they're a professional or not, have, have learned the basics when you're struggling, even as a professional, you lean into the basics to make you stronger. See, that's an illustration for us to think about this, that reading your Bible, praying, worshiping God does not make you into a spiritual giant. That's like swinging an aluminum bat with a donut on it, thinking it's going to make you a professional baseball player. But these proverbial spiritual giants always rely on the spiritual disciplines, such as Bible reading, prayer, worship, etc. They do this when they face trials, when they have a need, when they have a burden, or they simply want to focus on God. This entire mini-series that we're going to talk about, these inward disciplines, will help you as a listener of the show develop your walk with God because you are wholly devoted to God. You love God with all of your heart. You love your neighbor as yourself. And so these inward disciplines, all the disciplines, they, they do two things. They express your pursuit of God, and they expand your pursuit of God. So they express it, but they, they expand it. So here today, I, I'm just like you. I want to grow in my walk with God to develop spiritually. 
So we're going to focus on these inward disciplines during the series from the book Celebration of Discipline. And the first one that we're talking about is what this episode is all about. It's the inward discipline of meditation. There are two key Hebrew words in the Old Testament that Old Testament authors use to refer to this idea of meditating or meditation. And I want us to know that meditation in itself is not necessarily secular. It's not only relegated to Eastern religious practice. It's not only New Age a practice, it's not just a practice of medicinal value or with therapeutic value. See, the truth is meditation is, is biblically, it's, it's known as an inward spiritual discipline. So when I say that, I have the question, so what is meditation? What is meditation? Meditation does have some ancient roots, and it dates dates back thousands of years. Some people think this idea of meditating is new. Some think that it's old, and, and their mind immediately goes to the mystics. But here's what meditation is. Meditation is a practice that helps us focus our mind and also clear our mind. And it uses a combination of both mental and physical techniques so we're clear and we're focused. Now, meditation has foundations, it's true, in ancient philosophies and world religions, but you don't have to be even religious to practice meditation. In the, the, the baseline understanding, meditation is simply increasing awareness and observing your current reality without judging it. So it's not about fixing. Meditation is about observance and meditation and, and uh, awareness. And so we have this this word that was newer to me in the recent decade called mindfulness. Mindfulness is then the ability to be present and to rest in hearing what's happening now and being in the moment. So rewinding all of this, if you're listening in and we as we talk today about the inward discipline of meditation, I'm just sort of introducing the topic. And then the second half of the show, we're going to talk about Christian meditation that, that stems from learning in the Bible. But there are some Buddhist connotations here that I just want to say out loud uh, so so you know what we're not going to be talking about in the second half of the show. See, there, there there's a Buddhist history, and, and it expanded into Asia and India and Thailand, and, and you've heard of Zen Buddhism and China and evolves all through Japan and Tibet, and all of that is true. But there's an idea about Christian contemplation that we call meditation, And this Christian contemplation or meditation is when a believer follows God by focusing intently on a particular question, like, who do you say that I am? And we explore that with intense focus, the question of Jesus. Or we focus on an idea, like the command to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength in your neighbor as yourself. Or maybe we just simply focus on God, understanding through intense focus, that he is mighty, all-knowing. He is healer. See, prayer can often be called meditation. So we're talking about this idea of mindfulness and emptying ourselves without judgment, but we're going to learn in the second half of the show that Christian mindfulness is not just emptying, but it's filling our mind. It, it is emptying, but it's, it's so we can fill our mind with biblical truth. 
so we can fill our mind with godly character and with the Holy Spirit. So this is what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show. So I want you, as you're listening now, to stay tuned because I'm going to be back. We're going to talk more about this inward spiritual discipline of meditation after we hear from our sponsors. So thanks for listening right now. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you so much for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. If you've been listening, you'll know that today is kicking off a new mini-series about inward spiritual disciplines, and today we're talking about the inward discipline of meditation. Now, meditation as a spiritual discipline, according to Richard Foster, and this is a foundation of today's conversation in his book, Celebration of Discipline, talks about what meditation is. And there are four things that he alludes to in his book that meditation is about listening, reflecting, rephrasing, and remunerating. <laughs> ruminating, excuse me. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to go through what those are. The first one, listening, is about listening to God's Word. What I love about this in a meditative state is that when we get up in the morning, let's say, and we open our Bible and we begin to read it, meditating on the Word is not just getting through a reading plan, but it's actually taking the effort to listen to God's Word. And it's not just about getting it in your ear, uh, but it also includes getting it into your head. But it's not just about getting it into your head. It's listening so it gets into your heart and you hide it in your heart. And so when we do this type of listening to God's word, then meditation is reflecting on God's works. And so we get it into our heart and through reflection, we have an understanding of what the scripture means and what would result as we apply the truth of God's Word. And this is how God's Word helps you in your everyday life. And it, it can come through reflecting on God's works and the things that He does and, and accomplishes and what that means to us and what happens in our life as we practice God's Word. And, and that leads us to the next piece. It's rehearsing God's deeds. So, this is in the moment, but it's also throughout the day, and it's how we practice biblical truth. So when we meditate, let's say on God's loving kindness, or on truth-telling, or on worship, or you pick a topic, it's, it's thinking about rehearsing this, God's deeds, and playing that out in our mind, but also applying it in our own life, even throughout the day, and not just meditating in a moment, but Christian meditation is ongoing practice and rehearsing of God's deeds. And that takes us to the deepest level is ruminating on God's law. And what that means is to think deeply about God's law, where we let the biblical truths we're discovering dominate our, our life and our thought life and everything about us. So as you're listening today, we're talking about the inward spiritual discipline of meditation. Now, when I think about from this point on, when I say meditation, I want us to think about biblical meditation, Christian meditation. And this includes 
a couple of key words, such as repentance and obedience. So meditation at this point is about repentance and discovering the error of our way and, and, and where we fall short of God's glory and his example. But it's also about obedience, where we can align what we're learning about in God's word, and we can align our behavior with that. So there's a discovery piece, and there's an alignment. And, and the thought behind that is about repenting and obedience. But if you were to think about the most distinguishing factor between what we call Christian meditation and maybe what you're more uh, aware of, maybe Eastern meditation, here, here's the difference. Christian meditation includes obedience and faithfulness. Obedience and faithfulness. It's not just emptying your mind. It's not just being in one moment, but it, it includes obeying and faithfully doing so. It's being aware of God's word and practicing it, hiding it in your heart. Like I said, Psalm 119, 11. It's about making God's word part of who you are. And it's not about doing, it's about being. So it's not about doing kindness. I'm acting kind right now. It's about being kind. I am kind. This is who I am, or I am a person of love or a person of grace or whatever truth you're exploring. Christian meditation, very simply, is the ability to hear God's voice, know it's his voice, and respond to his voice. So hear, know, and respond. And, and I love what Foster writes is the main purpose of practicing meditation is to develop what he calls a familiar friendship with Jesus, a familiar friendship with Jesus. I love when I sit on the couch and my wife is by my side, maybe we're watching uh, TV or talking or whatnot, reading a book, and she'll stretch out her hand and she'll touch my hand. And just that familiarity of my wife's hand on my own hand makes me happy. It makes me smile. I'll lean into that, touch her hand back, or I'll, I'll have this emotion of feeling loved or I'm comforted. That little familiar touch is powerful. Throughout my my junior high, high school, and college days, I played a trumpet, and I did it and even into my adult years, and I played professionally for a while. Later in life, I started playing guitar and piano, and uh, I was able to do that. There's one time that I, I played the piano, and I had to, to learn some, some music, and I don't know what you know about music, but piano uses a couple of staffs, a treble clef staff and a bass clef staff, and there's multiple notes, so you, all your fingers, it's all right there. A trumpet uses a treble clef, and there's one note at a time. Now, uh, if you're a pianist, you're comfortable with piano music. If you're a trumpet player, you're comfortable with what's familiar to you, trumpet music. Well, I played piano, and I had to memorize all of this, and I ended up using the music as a reference point. But I'm so familiar with trumpet music that I can sight-read trumpet music without looking at it beforehand. See, Christian meditation is about that. It's about being so familiar with Jesus that when we hear him, we understand that it is his voice just because we know it. We're familiar. We know his ways, his leading. We're about, it's about knowing God and being known by him. See, as an Eastern uh, meditation is about emptying your life, Christian meditation is about filling it with the things of God. Eastern meditation is about a detachment. 
from the world. Some describe it as far as losing your own personhood or individuality and merging into what they call the cosmic mind. And it includes freedom from burden and all of that and, and, and et cetera. But Christian meditation also has a detachment principle. And it's the expression of Sabbath contemplation. It's detachment from work enabling you to rest in God. But think about this. No detachment in itself is enough. Christian meditation includes that detachment so we can have an attachment with God. We detach from the world. We detach from ourselves so we can attach to God. Some people have expressed that Christian meditation might be too difficult or complicated, but actually it's simple because it's just the way to express wholehearted, uninterrupted, focused time with God. Meditation boldly calls us to enter into the living presence of God and and to do that with him ourselves. Meditation tells us that God is speaking presently in the moment and that he wants to connect with us. How do you practice meditation? There's two words I want to share with you as we think about the end of this episode. One is is to practice solitude, and that's simply being alone. So you can be undistracted when you meditate on God and on the truth of his word. So you can focus on God without any distractions. Solitude is completely alone, being alone with God. But it's also having the right mindset. Meditation is different than studying scripture. See, study is about learning using resources, researching. Meditation is not about researching. It's about internalizing and personalizing. So rather like study, rather than dissecting something like peace, meditation helps us, instead of dissecting it, helps us to enter into it, enter into peace. That's why we might use a divine reading where we read the scripture, we reflect on it, we respond to it, and then we rest in it. Be still and know that I am God. Are you curious today about becoming better, maybe in meditation or in growing your faith, becoming a stronger disciple? We want to help you at Your Discipleship Coach. In fact, if you visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, we make available to you a free coaching readiness questionnaire. We'd love for you to fill that out. We will respond to you. And as you do that, can you just take the effort to follow us on social media, share this podcast and radio show with your friends? I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com and by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit ProfessionalCoachUniversity.com. Hey, I want you to know that I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.